Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey everyone, and welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brenslick, and I have with me my favorite co-host, my husband. Dr. Hi everyone, Brenslick. how's it going? Um, I think you're just a common name now. I was talking to the Revive class this morning, and I was like, you guys know Kirby, right? They're like, we know Kirby. I'm like, this guy runs my life. I think one person in the Revive class actually knows me, though. Oh, yeah. so, you have someone mm-hmm. like who mm-hmm. I went to high school with. Yep, that's true. Which is so cool that you guys found like similar paths and and are both chiropractors now. Yep, it is. Um, so today's episode, we are tackling, <laughs> I don't know, spirituality? We're just going to solve it for you guys. We're we just f- going to solve it. We figured it out. You know, all those books and thousands of years of many religions. We figured it out. We did it. <laughs> We're going to cover it in 45 minutes. Um, no, I got this question sent in. It's been a hot minute. Well, no, probably like three months ago, two yeah. months ago, something like that. Some, and some things happened. Since some then. things. I was busy. Um, and instantly when I got it, I was like, oh, yeah, Kirby's going to have to come on for that one. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about today. I think we'll preface things after yeah but i what i'll preface uh, before we preface is that you and i have different paths Mm -hmm. on this spirituality and that i had to lay some boundaries i am geeking out about this topic and could go so far down rabbit holes yep and am open to and have read so many things on this that like i like to throw out the more edge theories that I've heard because they're exciting. Like there's part of my mind that like likes to push the boundaries and then see if that feels right and then bring things back in. Not but from a provocative standpoint. No, it's, it just like stretches my mind and then I like kind of walk down a path for a while, see if it's true. But like heretical statements I get excited by, but I understand that that's not the case for everyone. And especially when you say things, if you go like, isn't that an interesting thought experiment? But if you say it and you don't preface it perfectly, people go, that man thinks that thing. Right. And that's a crazy thing. <laughs> yes. So like, I, I, I hope if I do get even close to that, I hope people understand that I'm not trying to offend or trying to insult 
or Kirby just doesn't get out much. He just I reads really a don't. lot. He just reads a lot and doesn't... all of my best friends are books. <laughs> um, and he doesn't have people that he gets to have these conversations, these thought experiment conversations with. And so I told him this is not the place for those. It's for ki- the it's kind it's- of the place, but not all of the way the place. <laughs> As I say to other people, you can start your own podcast. <laughs> then you'd have to edit too. Yeah, I don't want to. I could editing. edit your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bl- bunch of blank audio files. You go to click <laughs> on it and it's just like static. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's start with reading the question slash. Um, not, I was going to say testimony. It's not testimony. It's like a review. It's like a review slash question because she starts out very complimentary. Mm-hmm. So just go for it. Yeah. All right. So, hey, Dr. Lauren, first off, I want to say you better work. Insert claps in between the words. Hold on. Let me do that again. You better work. People, After two. I don't know. People are just like now turning down their headphones like Jesus. Actually, there's a thing you do in editing that you standardize everything to 16 oh, lots. Just keep going. So, just keep going. I am so thankful to have someone <laughs> as cool and knowledgeable as you be such a powerhouse voice for the females in chiropractic and just the chiropractic profession as a whole. Smiley face. So my question for you has to do with religion and spirituality, which is why I've had such a hard time trying to figure out exactly how to word this. I love Jesus. I'm not the best Christian, but I know where I stand. Who and really I, is? Yeah. Jesus? What? Jesus. Okay, Jesus. Is. It's yes. probably the best Christian. <laughs> but I know where I stand, and I do my best, and always have been. But since Cairo school, I feel much more in tune, I guess you could say, with more spiritual type things. Or at least I've been more interested in them and would like to implement some of it into my life. I feel like Cairo school just sort of brings out that in people because we tend to be more energetically charged and kind of feel weird compared to the masses as it is, which I love. Anyway, I guess my question is how do you keep in touch slash acknowledge your woo-woo side, as you like to say in some of your podcasts, and keep it separate from religion? I don't even think that's my exact question because I'm strong in my faith, but the best way I can figure out how to get my point across is to at least spur some discussion. Your podcast with Dr. Mo, badass, touched on some, but I was wondering what your thoughts were on it. Sorry for the poorly worded question, and thanks for being you. Much love. We're doing a name? First name? Maria. Um, So that in itself is an example of you don't really have to have your question fully thought out to submit something to the podcast. Yeah, it can be kind of that conscious thought. And especially I think some of the best questions are really complicated questions like this, which for you to have it perfectly worded is almost semi figured out. Like Mm -hmm. I like that the format of the question speaks to the confusion around it. Yeah. Like it makes it a better understanding of what that person's in right now. Yeah. I hear that. Um, Okay. So let's not spend too much time prefacing. Okay. Okay. We already kind of said like, we already kind of said Kirby's crazy person. No, (laughs) we were both raised Christian. Um, I just to like really put it in a nutshell, have never not considered ourselves Christian. No. No. Like, yeah. Like, that's always been kind of at the core. I have definitely um, explored other faiths quite a bit and have no, it sounds bad to say I have no problem. Like, I, I'm, I fully feel that I am a Christian and I fully feel that I 
believe in and support many of the other faiths to a point that if you're a rigid Christian, you may go like, I'm not sure if you're in my bounds. Yeah, so, you are definitely not in a lot of people's bounds. Yeah. So or, like, I mean, me either. Um, so some of you are just not going to potentially like this episode. That is okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should pray. Yeah, we will. Let's, we're already on this train. So okay, I was going to say like, um, that's okay. And I hope that you either listen and allow it to just be like, not for me, not for me. That's okay. Um, Or, you know what, if you need to turn it off, I hope that like you're able to listen to like an episode that I do on marketing or something like that. Like keep me in your life. Um, But some people, this is just going to be a little too, I mean, this was a little too much for me even like a couple of years ago. Um, and it's a conversation too. So if we if we say something and and it feels misinformed or uninformed, or you have more information too, like I want there to be more feedback from these things and conversations. We're not trying to put anyone down. Um, we're trying to be inclusive mm-hmm. yet receptive. Yep. So, and I think that the number one reason we feel I'm putting I don't know whether to put air quotes in, around qualified or not qualified to have this conversation i didn't put air quotes just in case you're wondering i'm truly qualified um is because we are so okay with not knowing yeah like we're here talking and fully going but i don't know and we're fully like kirby said like he has deep respect for a lot of other religions i have what i think Mm-hmm. But I 100% know that I don't know. Well, I don't have any special information from God. Yeah. And the thing, too, that I, as I get a little bit older, I realize is anytime I have been like, oh, I think I have a good handle or like, here's what I think. And like, I don't see that changing. Ten years later, I I can't think of almost anything that I thought 15 years ago or 10 years ago that I think of the exact same way. Mm -hmm. Like I know this is a process and everything I've read from people much wiser and much older than me is that it is a process. So if we are insulting or insensitive, um, know that we don't mean to be, we are going to share. You're basically sitting in on a conversation between us. We are not saying the church of blank or blank believes this. Uh, we're not speaking for our church or Good. for our religion. We are speaking for us and you get our opinion because you asked our opinion. Because you asked our opinion. And you can turn it off if you want, if you don't like our opinion. Okay, enough prefacing. Cool. Pray. Pray. All right. Dear God, thank you for bringing us this question and thank you for what it brings up um, in terms of conversation for for us personally um, for our relationship with each other, for our relationship with the audience. Um, and, and hopefully we can bring some light or energy to this person. Um, hopefully this sparks conversations with people who are listening and the people that they care about. And ultimately it all points to you. Um, and I hope that this leads to connection, uh, because everything is connection with you in the end. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so before we really go down the rabbit hole, I would say that the easiest 
initial response to this question is to not keep them separate and not to try. Yeah, like when she says, how do I, what was the exact wording? I guess my question is, how do you keep in touch slash acknowledge your woo-woo side and keep it separate from religion? Yeah, the so short answer is there. Don't. You, you don't have to. No. You don't have to, although, um, you know, sometimes you might feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a Facebook statement or a sermon or a podcast, there may be some resources in your life that imply that you have to. We are one here to say you don't have to keep them separate. And I believe that allowing them to combine is where the best and most truest version of your soul is going to be expressed on this earth plane. Um, I'll give an example quick and then turn. um, So if I tried to say, well, I'm a mom, but I'm a chiropractor. How do I keep those separate? I would say, why would you? I can tell you that where I am serving my patients most authentically is when I am tapping into my experience as a mom, my empathy for how hard birth can be, how sad those nights are when your kid is sick and you can't help. And when I combine that with my knowledge of healthcare and natural resources, that is when my patient gets the best experience in clinic. And then also when we, when I am being a mom and my child is sick or constipated or really struggling to focus, when I get to say like, hey, it seems like you're really having a hard time focusing today. Why don't we get you adjusted and I can deliver an adjustment and then end it with a kiss. Like the kid, my kids are getting everything that I have to give as a mom and help them. I think that's perfect. I mean, and that's so much of what spirituality and religion kind of are that thing of your you're giving yourself to something you're trying to better understand everything. I would say both spirituality and religion. We should probably talk about kind of defining those things. Um, but like it is that thing of like being a mom, you want to connect and give and be good for the people you care most about. And being a chiropractor, you want to connect and give your everything to other people you also care about. Like in the end, there's an underlying current that is connection and caring. And I think that comes over to religion and spirituality, too, of when you're meditating or talking about energies or whatever, you're trying to connect and understand. And when you're talking about what the ultimate lessons of Jesus are, you're trying to understand the nature of the universe because you know, you declare that everything comes from God and everything, you know, is part of God's plan. You're trying to understand everything in both circumstances. So that's where let those Venn diagrams overlap heavily because it's such a similar pursuit. Yeah, absolutely. If as you start to look at your religion and so we'll I mean, broadly characterize that as either a denomination or a non-denomination that was you either chose to show up in that building or it was kind of chosen for you at a young age and you stuck with it. But it's it tends to be a little more rigid, even non-denominational can be like just rigid in like this is how you express your faith. These are the words 
that yeah. we use. They're we the use rituals, God. We there's... use Jesus. We use afterlife. We don't use these words. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a lot of times found within religion too. Like we don't use the word reincarnated, or you know, like so, like whatever it is for you. In yeah. your experience. And and it's tricky when when you say when you say religion and you even say Christian, like that can be so many things that it sounds like what she's trying to either avoid mixing or trying to figure out how to marry them together is her history and her conditioning with what she's experienced. Because mm-hmm. even when you say something like Christian, there are denominations that hold snakes there's denominations that insist you're baptized there's some that that insist you baptize when you're young some that say you can't be baptized till you're older you know some that say you it's okay to have a drink some that say no different issues on gay marriage all that stuff well I, are, we've, I mean this podcast has been around for over a year and i have flirted with well maybe that's a weird word to use there um i have wanted to experiment with calling it a Christian podcast, but in conversation with you and in conversation with some of my most faith-based practicing chiropractic friends, they're like, or even non-chiropractic friends talking to some entrepreneurs that like mm-hmm. basically my ideal market. Some are like, um, okay, I don't know. I know the some of the Christian world and I don't think they're going to come to your podcast. And they said this really politely mm-hmm. and, uh, and love it. Like basically you might not be Christian enough if you to call, call yourself, yourself a Christian, Christian podcast. And, also, and then other yeah. people are like, if you called yourself a Christian podcast, I would assume you're not open enough. And then I wouldn't. Yeah. If I'm a Jewish person, am I going to go listen to your Christian podcast? Or like, if I'm just more secular, would I go listen to your podcast because it's going to be, you know, everything is quoting a verse or whatever. It's a loaded word. It's, it's loaded. It's really tricky. No matter where you are, there's this <laughs> there's this interesting thing within religion, and I think it's in all religions, is there's insiders and outsiders. And then even within the insiders of if you call yourself a Christian, there's hierarchies or judgments on if someone is enough, a- enough or if they are too much. Well, she did it herself. Mm-hmm. She put herself down. Like, even though I'm not the best Christian. I don't even know what the best Christian would be. Like We, we decided it was Jesus. It, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so here's the thing is, though, you if you acted, if you acted truly Jesus like that could mean speaking truth to the organized religious power. Giving up oh, all your like, okay. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a giving yellow me the light. light. Yeah, giving you a lit. Yeah, okay. I see. This is where you need to do what I do sometimes and go. I see that soapbox. Mm. I'm not gonna get distracted by it. Right <laughs> it back in. Right it back in. Okay. So, anyways, if you so feel me, you know where I was going with. Yes, that. they all know where you were going with that. So spirituality then tends to be this like, um, I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Yeah, it, like that feeling of, I feel like spirituality is much more rooted in feeling versus mental knowing or rules. So like there's mm-hmm. kind of that side of like, people Connection. typically think of like religion as like, here's the words and I get that concept and I could write it in a diagram and I understand it. And I, for me, spirituality is more of like the, 
here's what I feel. Um, you know, you can still put chakras and stuff on a diagram, but it's much more about energy. It's mm -hmm. about mindfulness. This is where a lot of people say like connecting with nature, connecting with yep. and like as a in chiropractic words, this is like where you start to feel like this is where you would feel guilty that like you picked up on the energy of your patient, that something was wrong. And you asked like, Hey, is your mom? Okay. And you're like, wait, how did I know to ask that? Like, you'd be like, well, that's not religion. That's a woo woo side. And it's yeah. Like, and if someone scared you and said like, well, that seems close to practicing, you know, like what I forget how they put it. Prophecy. In the like prophecy or it, there's a bad one in the Bible where it's like, Oh yeah. Because um, prophecy is a spiritual gift. Yeah. Prophecy is a spiritual gift. And I think if you, if you find what we're right saying people, is the Bible says being a prophet is okay. Yeah. But there is something of like sorcery or like witchcraft or like yeah. those kind of things of like the certain people feel like that is like, now I broke the rules or like I'm tapping into something that's mm -hmm. not specifically called Jesus. So I'm out of bounds. Mm -hmm. So I see where like she might feel that way depending on her experience. But yeah, like spirituality is more of that energy, unknowable, mm -hmm. touching something. It's the fun stuff. It's the fun stuff that you start to tap into. So part of like, I think that some people are just born more open. Mm -hmm. um, and then as a chiropractor, so like I believe I was born very closed don't say yes Kirby um, you know this is not a point where you need to agree or disagree um I but touching hundreds of people for 10 years you kind of get beat upside the head with like you're gonna start picking up on energies whether you like it or not mm -hmm. I mean and many people don't, but like for me, it, I wasn't, I didn't enter this profession like your chakra, your throat chakra is closed. Um, I definitely entered with the masculine model of successful practice. You will talk about SI subluxation and sprain strains and coding and insurance. And there is no place you will not be perceived as a real doctor if you are going to communicate because there's so much uncertainty and feeling and we have to avoid uncertainty and feelings, we need to stay as a doctor, mm -hmm. which is certain and brain based. Yep. And it's almost based on like the it's almost based on like the medical model where like you need to you need to you need to like, know you need to know and you need to what's your show source that what's you your, know. Yep. Yep. What's your research study? Which is funny because it, it kind of mirrors the, the religion versus spirituality thing of like, is it saying the right thing or is it what those words are trying to describe? Um, Say more. So within religion, I feel like so much of it is, is you're, you're trying to put the unknowable, like God's so big, you could never put him in a box that you could fully explain, right? Yes. So we did our best, and traditions did their best to explain God through, like, Jesus didn't, if Jesus couldn't put God down to, here's exactly what it is, and he spoke in parables mm. to mm -hmm. kind of get you to get the vibe. Yeah. It's the vibe that is God, and we try to put it in a box, and that's the words and that's religion. And it's similar within like when you have a feeling or an essence of someone in chiropractic and you're trying to like put it in a certain thing, 
but it can't capture all of it. Mm -hmm. And you feel almost bad that like you want to make it clear and you want to explain everything, but you're never going to explain every like. Oh, where where I get really stuck in this is. um, And again, this wasn't when I first started. So when I first started, somebody would lay down and I would like start at the sacrum and I would just move up feeling for like tone and range of motion and this and like, you know, all of this, like I'd feel for that subluxation. And now what happens, um, and it's not all the time because I like, I don't do enough. I think it'll start as I'm in practice even more now, but like, I don't do the work to make sure that I am in touch with my best self, like really connected before every shift. But there are some shifts where I am just like, holy cow, I am grounded and connecting. And during those shifts, it's weird. I will, the person will lay down and my hands will within one second. I'm not saying like, oh, 10 seconds, like one second, I will be like focusing on the right rotator cuff or like just a very, very specific part, like all the hamstring. And they'll go, how did you know that that is like, I hurt myself. Like, and it's like, I could give them like an answer of like, well, it was because it was higher. And once I started massaging, I could feel it was more flamed. It was holding fluid. There was less, but that's not it. Like it goes immediately to that time. And it's like, I don't know. Why am I? Why am I? I don't massage rotator cuffs. It's like a precognition or like, well, that's the thing is you can, you can try and study. and, And this is what I actually like most is, Religion, spirituality, and even science is when those things come together and you don't have to try to put up like someone might explain that by going, you just did the reps. You've done 10,000 hours and your brain subconsciously has trained. And if we could map it, the neurons like might. But the beauty of a brain that is capable of doing that, like when you go fully into it is there's some magic, there's some energy, there's something bigger than we can ever explain about even that. And we keep trying and I'm glad people keep trying, but it doesn't make it just because you can explain it doesn't make it any less of a miracle. Like, so I love that it all can come together. um, Even if you can scientifically explain it. But like you said, in your experience, you are not consciously. And I think that's what most people think of. um, That's where spirituality is kind of tapping into unconscious or not your thinking I self mm-hmm. and your thinking I self can't be the best chiropractor possible. It's your deeper, bigger, I am whatever energy, God, spirituality, or subconscious has so much power and you know that. And then what you do is you try to explain it. You, you want to explain it. And if you're a scientist, you try to explain it through neural mapping. If you're a Christian, you try to explain it through fruits of the spirit. If you're a spiritualist, you explain it through energy. I think we're all seeking the same thing. We all want to because we all feel it somewhere. And feeling might be the universal. We all accept that it is. So how do we all accept that it is if it's not something universal and that we we've all felt it in some way? This is where when I like interview like Dr. Mo and like you and I'm like, okay, yes, 
yep, this is not a soapbox moment where it's like, hey, bring it in. It's just like, okay, that is a lot for my brain to process. All that you said, I think you had me, but like, let's move along. Can we talk about mysticism? Um, sure. I think you're going to have to carry that because I don't really. I, I. So first of all, just to like give you my feelers, mysticism sounds like a, a word that I am not allowed to. Okay. Well, let's. That sounds let's like. Let's define more... it better because I think it's going to be something um, that especially for Mariah might allow her to not feel alone in wanting to break down that border between okay. religion okay. and spirituality. I will talk Christian mysticism. Okay. Okay. And Richard Rohr. Okay, so this is Richard Rohr. And there's a long line of Christian mystics. So it's not it's not modern. Like Richard Rohr is possibly my favorite author, probably my favorite author. Um, and he is a Franciscan friar, so he is within the Catholic Church. And there is a strong mystic tradition within Didn't the Didn't they kick him out? No, he's still in the Catholic Church. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is a strong mystic tradition within the Catholic Church, especially in like the Jesuits, uh, within within the order of friars. Um, and it is, I, I found a definition and I'll try to like put some context around it. So mysticism by like a dictionary definition is the belief that union with or absorption into the deity or the absolute or the spiritual apprehension of knowledge inaccessible to the intellect may be attained through contemplation and self-surrender. So can what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Connecting with God or feeling God flow through you by getting rid of the conscious intellect. So you can meditate and connect with God. Yep. Okay. And that's a Christian. So like you Richard can feel Rohr, God by going inward. Yes. I, why didn't they just ask me to write the definition? I know. <laughs> Considering that you did not know the word mysticism. Don't worry, guys. I got it. So this idea and this is a he has a center for action and contemplation. So the idea is you you can read the texts of the Bible and you can read the stories um, and you can say all the right words. But those are all to get you close to God. But you can never the connection with God is something different. I think everyone would know that, like if you've been baptized or you've been in church and you're singing the songs and you feel that mm -hmm. buzz. Mm -hmm. You feel that like energy that, you know, like you and then you try to describe that. I'm trying to describe it and I can't. That's the thing of mysticism is you. The words are great and they get you most of the way there, but they aren't the thing because you could read those words on a piece of paper tomorrow and not get that. Mm hmm. It's the experience and the true way to know God, according to mystics, is only th like ultimately you can only know through experience and through union with, which almost always requires the ridding yourself of ego or like the very thoughtful consciousness of going like, I am singing right now. I am in a church in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. I am going to say these words and then God will be in me. You can say that all you want, but you know whether God or energy flowed through you in that moment. Yeah, it's kind of like um, what you were saying as far as like Jesus 
couldn't use words to describe God. And so it's like, it doesn't mean don't try mm-hmm. or, you know, like obviously Richard Rohr writes books, yeah, but it's this idea that like the energy is the connection with God is the closest thing to feeling. Yeah. And, and you, you try to wrap it as much as you can and try to explain it to people and get them to go get them there. But ultimately they need to feel it or not feel it for themselves. And that's what I love in, in a lot of his books, Richard Rohr will like say something profound and then he will say, do not believe me, go out and do or practice this and you tell me if it's not true, which that's the most. And he doesn't mean it like a dickish, like, oh, you try and No, he says right. like, please tell, like, please do this. And if it's not, okay, like then I am wrong. But in my experience and in the experience of people I've been around, the doing and the feeling is where the truth is. Um, the one thing I do like too, which I would absolutely recommend uh, Universal Christ excuse me, Universal Christ is his most recent book. And I would say kind of his magnum opus of like bringing everything together. There's a beautiful explanation that I think logically would allow um, Christians to kind of break down that wall too. So in the creation story, they talk about like the word is logos. Um, So like God is described as logos. Christ is even described as logos. So Christ came, God came. What are you, what are you talking about? So when God made everything in the beginning there was the word the like you've heard that in the yep. beginning of mark luke one of the god they or john talks about it um and that's the basis for like how christ is part of the triune god christ was always with god and christ is the word made flesh when they say the word and they're talking about god that word is logos and so God, is that Latin? Or? Yeah, it's a word for God indwelling in matter. Okay. This gets heavy, sorry. Yep. But through, and he'll explain it way better in the book, but through the theology is that God put Christ and Christness in the world. So as you experience the world, as you take a walk in the woods and you feel that deep, sense of smallness yet largeness that you're part of something bigger that that's in you that everything that's here is god and you're part of the energy of god you aren't god but god is everything and in you that is based that's a feeling you feel but also that doesn't have to be separate than christian theology if you read it says god is in everything so if you're if you're struggling with like, God, I, I picked up a, a crystal and I don't, it actually made me feel something. You're not not Christian because you picked up a crystal and you felt something. You may be outside the rules of Christianity if you reject Christ and start worshiping crystals, which again, I would say that's probably personally not the best idea because it's putting too many boundaries on God to say like it's only crystals. <laughs> so, but I think that's it. Uh, I, I can I can stop soapboxing here. No, nope, you're not soapboxing. Don't worry. I am like watching the soapbox of like a, a guardian. Um, but I think where you're going here is like um, Christ was not Jesus's last name. Yeah. And like that idea that and I, I'm going to 
kind of like lob this back to you <laughs> because again, but like that Christness is in you. It's in the tree. It's in the crystal. It's in your patience. It's in everything. Yeah. So it's there to access and it is everything. And, and it's the energy that's throughout all things. And that's from a Christian theologian. And when you hear, if that helps people who are Christian, but who also feel strongly about other spiritual things, if it helps you to go, okay, so my meditation teacher said to tap into this energy and like, I'm not sure if that's allowed in my religion. When you start to go, no, centering myself, sitting, being quiet, feeling the energy around me, feeling the wind, feeling, hearing the sounds, listening to my breath. I am not worshiping my breath at the exclusion of something else. I am being quiet enough to see God in everything around me and everything in me, which is okay because it is God. It is Christ and it's here for us. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think that, um, what do you think about all the different words that we have where people are like, so I, I feel like when I am doing a solo or I'm just even having a conversation with someone, um, I'll say like, so whether that's God, source, innate, like whatever, like, do you think that, where do you think like the need for the source the, the like people turning away from like, no, I will not refer to God energy. For me, it's the source. Like, I know you and I go like, well, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. But like, do you think that was like an anti-religion and like, I'm rejecting what you call I God? Think so many people have been hurt in religion has been used so poorly by so many people for so long. I'll preface that or I'll qualify that by saying it's done so much and so many amazing things. But looking at the history of religion, God has been used to kill people. God has been used to oppress people. God has been used to make people feel like they are innately wrong and terrible for being who they are. It's been used in the name of slavery. It's been used in the name of racism. It's been used in the name of sexual repression. It's been used so poorly and so many people have been hurt. And the practitioners of it, whether they wanted to or not, it's been used as, a, as an excuse for people to hurt other people, both in institutional settings and in private settings. Or you just know people who are associated with a church and you're like, that guy's a dick. That guy's a dick. <laughs> and if he's... The deacon or the, I don't know enough of the things in more organized religion of like, and if he's the guy who's the head of the church choir, then I don't, I don't want nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's where, that's where people get separated from it and they go like, no, I don't, if that's God, then I am not down with that. That's a really nice answer. That's a beautiful answer. And I did not give you any heads up that I would ask that. But I didn't know that I would. There's, uh, I would say, a, a book that really, for people who go, 
I'm not down with that God or like Christianity is absolutely broken. Uh, Love Wins by Rob Bell. He like has a powerful story about when he was teaching or when he was a pastor of, of a church that he eventually got kicked out of. Um, they had a art institute on like or art exhibit on peacemakers. And there was a picture of Gandhi and someone took a post-it and wrote it and stuck it on there and said, uh, reality check, Gandhi's in hell. <gasps> like, and he was like, oh, you're sure? You <laughs> you're know? sure? You-, you know, like, that's, that's our, that's our God, the God who, who loves all and who came to save all. Like, he set the rules up so that, like, make sure Gandhi's in hell, like. I won't go down that too far because yeah. I know that that's yep. a, a touchy one. But like, but if you're that, if you're a person who sees the beauty and the sacrifice in Gandhi, and then someone goes like, Christians believe Gandhi's in hell, and then you go, if that's your qualification, then I guess I can't be a Christian. And I say, throw that out the window. Yeah, like that's where Kirby and I boldly go, like, yeah, I'm Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we won't talk about where. But then where my or friends what, go. Think. Maybe you shouldn't call it a Christian podcast, though. And I'm like, yeah, you might be right. You yeah, might yeah, be yeah. right. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, cool. so then let's kind of end with. Um, we have to put some parameters on this thing. How would Mariah? Sorry, is Mariah or Maria? Uh, M A R I A. Maria. That's Maria. Maria. Yeah, I just made her fancy by adding an H. Okay, how would Maria? Um, put this, if she wanted to, so she like start, like she looks at her Venn diagram and she's like, yeah, okay. I see where the intersection is. Um, how does she start to use this like in practice if she wants to, you know, because the next thing is like, okay, I've combined them in my head that my woo woo and my religion are now mixed and she's become one universal person with herself. Now, then how does she keep, because you said it 20 minutes ago, you added in science. So then the next step, so just so to anticipate Maria's question six months from now, how do I combine my feeling and spirituality and like soulful self with the science of being a doctor? That's a great question. I'm probably going to push some of it back to you because I can have some suggestion, but like in clinic, you've seen more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think so much of it depends on your community too. And like kind of reading the person would be my initial take of like, if you've, the, the easy one is if you've seen someone at church and they're in the clinic and you know, you share a belief system, it's easy to use that vocabulary that you Mm -hmm. know you both share yep like that's an easy one if you um have host like a meditation or a yoga thing you know that that person has that vocabulary too so you can meet them there yep if you have that frame of reference being able to use um previous experience of that patient um and connect to things that they you know they connect to um what i would say is in general, people are searching. Let me see. More than likely, most of your patients walked in your doors because they were looking for something a little different 
than the doctor you think you have to be for them. Hmm. And this depends on like, you know, like if they wanted you, if they truly in their self found, and I'm really talking to the people who are listening to this episode and like, you know, this isn't like all chiropractors and all patients, but like really, truly the people who are listening, the people that you're attracting into your clinic, they might think they showed up for you to be like, you've got this diagnosis and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm very certain they may think that's what they want, but there is something that drew them to you Mm -hmm. and not the surgeon, not the hospital's physical therapy, because that's where they got recommended. Yep. That's where the ER, the ER said like, you have this going on, you need an MRI and you need to see physical therapy. And if that doesn't work, you need a surgeon. So because the patients we're talking about of like, how do you put this into practice? Aren't the women coming in where like, who are like, yeah, at a home birth and they're wearing like a quartz crystal around their neck. We're not worried about how to communicate with them. We're talking about the patients that maybe seem a little more like, rigid in Mm -hmm. like and you think they need they want something else and what i will say is that in my experience people are just so much more open than we give them credit for um so much more open and i am talking about rural men Mm -hmm. farmers 80 year old women named nancy who like pray the rosary, they are more open and less easily offended than we think. And like, typically I kind of do like, so no matter who I'm talking to as a patient, like that's kind of in this, like, I don't really know how to communicate necessarily with them. Like, again, I have the patients. These aren't the patients that you know you could go on soapboxes about, like, don't even get me started about vaccines, right? Like, you feel comfortable. Your spirits are connecting. And, you know, like, I'm talking about the people that you still have a very professional relationship with of, like, Doc, is there, like, stretches I could be doing for this low back? I have found that I can get away with saying things um, like I kind of do like a blended approach. Okay, so I'll, I'll let's follow this example. Um, you know, I have very close minded. Uh, that's a jerky thing to say, even though I'm talking about a hypothetical person. <laughs> I don't want to offend my hypothetical um, example. <laughs> I have a middle aged woman who, in my mind, is only coming to me for like, basically, I'm a subversion of a medical doctor. And so she's like, you know, this low back is just, is there like exercises I should be doing? I take a kind of layered approach where I would say like, there are, yes. So like, yes, there are absolutely exercises I could give you. um, And we can do that. What I'll say is that if we don't get to the root of why this keeps coming up, the exercises aren't going to do as much for you or anything. And they'll just kind of be like, huh? And so like, now I would don't say this to all people in this scenario, I'm saying like, in my mind, this woman, let's say she's came and she was um, sexually abused. 
as a child and she's had chronic low back pain ever since childbirth and like the, like and she's been to doctor she's been to physical therapy she's not overweight mm-hmm. i have found that even if i think she is too closed down i can kind of like start beating around that bush of like you know sometimes there are traumas in our past some physical some emotional that gets stored in our nervous system mm-hmm. and that sometimes we have to undo some of that also in order for you to get pain free. And I will tell you, I am shocked. I have very, very, very rarely, I can't even think of an example where I've gone there with someone who I'm pretty sure. No one goes, shut up and adjust yep, me. Yep. <laughs> Nobody goes, shut up and stay in your lane, you quack. Like mm-hmm. now... I've, I plant that seed. Now I tend to like plant that seed. Well, there, we do patient and education of like traumas, thoughts, and toxins, which mm-hmm. again is kind of entering in the the back door a little bit of like, let me tell you about trauma. This is, you know, if you're injured, these are the stretches mm-hmm. and the adjustments you need. Toxins, here's your dietary suggestions. And then also thoughts, which yeah, you, you need like. You get to go a little more like woo-woo with the thoughts. And, you know, people don't have a problem with like, yep, physical body. Yep. Okay. Chemical body. Okay. Emotional body. Sure, sure, sure. But as long as you've like planted that seed and I don't try and explain everything in one visit. Mm -hmm. So like we talk about how important it is that our emotional um, stressors affect our physical body. So then I have kind of this foundation from educating them on day two that I can kind of tap into. A little bit. And so, like, I kind of do, like, like I said, that layered approach where I'll be like, yep, I can give you some physical exercises. They're not going to work unless we really do this. And I kind of, like, plant that seed and I don't stay there. Most of the time, Stick I... Stick and move. <laughs> yep. I kind of, like, plant the seed and allow them to, like... For, take us past that conversation, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes it may imply that she just goes like, yeah, I could see that. So like, what kind of exercises would you do? And that's okay. I mm-hmm. will, you know, I'll do that. And um, sometimes we just think that we have to be their savior in one visit. And, you know, I'm recalling um, inform- like stuff that d- from Denise's episode, way back in so 10 or something like that like where um we talked about incorporating faith and she talked about how like we just kind of word vomit on people so yeah if you're gonna like word vomit on your patients about like the background and ancient philosophy of crystals and how this and that and this and that and then they should definitely put them in the moonlight to be charged and this and that but this like carry this and this combined with the yoga and the chiropractic is going to you might you might and honestly, you could do that with anything. Like there is, there's great science behind, behind meditation and how thoughts and how emotional things can cause physical pain. And you could get into fully, like, that's the kind of thing where I feel like all the things Dr. Mo knows, if she was talking to a patient and tried to take, you know, let's say 35 year old Cindy, who seems a bit closed down and is only in her head, 
even if Dr. Mo only talked to her about science, she could still overwhelm that person mm-hmm. and have, and if it wasn't what they were expecting or they weren't ready for it. So it's not just a woo-woo or spirituality thing. No. This it's is just about, communication. It's a communication. This is issue. communication about like meeting them where they're at. If they're super closed down, they're probably, it's going to be a very superficial seed and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But like you can water that over time and like, you know, you don't have to explain to them everything right there yeah and, there. and i think that's a good that's a good point too of like uh reading them and throwing something out there and seeing how they respond because in communication and getting someone to trust you before someone will trust what you say to them they need to feel like you hear and understand them mm-hmm. too so a lot of the setup for if you want to kind of mix your worlds involves really hearing your patient really getting them to feel like you understand them before you can then walk them into a new space. Absolutely. Yep. They have to trust you. And a part of them being able to trust you and connect with you is trusting that you're being super authentic. So like, I don't get called out for not being professional enough. I don't get called out for not being Christian enough. I don't get called like, I don't. So I can talk to a very church going patient and you know, talk about like, well, innate energies and like, you know, I can, we can do that. We can have those circles and they go with me because, you know, they're like, okay, I know. Like, I, I feel like you're being authentic and true and they're you know, comfortable. So it's a big topic. It's a big topic. And there's so much, the nice thing is, is there is, there's so much out there about this. I know wherever you're, everyone has their spiritual traditions and they probably came up in a certain thing, um, but there's always ways to look around. And you can even, if you're not comfortable yet going way out there, I'm not saying you have to go like, go to a Buddhist temple and start doing lotus meditation. Like you can start where you're at. There is so much access to spiritual things within every tradition. Um, and that's what I love about it is that you can find parallels in, you know, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Jewish, all have a mystic kind of branch. Mm-hmm. Um, so wherever you're at, and if you're, if you're hearing this episode from, and you are of a different religion, but you're also going like, I grew up Hindu, but I also am kind of dabbling with some other things and I don't know how to marry those things. There's resources as well. You just have to look for them. Um, I can share some Christian ones if you don't mind, yeah. or just some general ones, sure. authors and, and people that are great to follow and learn more about. Um, obviously Richard Rohr, pretty much everything he's written is fantastic, but universal Christ is the one I always say, um, love wins by Rob Bell and most of his stuff. Uh, Dr. Mo talked about Pema children. Um, and I had heard of her, but never read much of her stuff. Unbelievably fantastic, beautiful, beautiful work. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh is another one too that has, uh, he's from a Buddhist tradition, but talks very knowledgeably about Christianity and has a beautiful mix of the non-ego side of Buddhism, but the activism side of Christianity. Those two faiths, I feel like Mm -hmm. really help and learn from each other and kind of go in a great circle. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now, but those are, there's a lot, there's a lot that you can learn and explore. And for me, it was very freeing to not have to pick a side, but to feel like I was learning more and feeling more God in my life without 
feeling like a heretic, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're in that zone or when you feel unaccepted, it's you're not feeling connected then. You're definitely not feeling connected. And most of what God energy, whatever is, is feeling connected with the people around you and with everything. So, yeah. Well, we solved it. Yep, we solved it. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, everyone. This has been another very educational and wonderful episode with the wonderful Kirby Brunswick. Um, We'll try and not go 10 episodes without having you on again. Sounds good. You had good guests and good things. That's true. Yeah, life was happening. It was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. It's what's happening. It's what's happening. All right, everyone. I love you so much. I got deep respect for you and wherever you are. Um, in your journey, know that whatever this did for you today, um, if it upset you, if it elicited emotion in any way that's good and that's for you, um, and just do reflection uh, and just keep on your path and keep on with your bad self. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.